866-405-8405. If you remember this bumper music, you might remember a guest coming up in a few minutes, Tiffany. Tiffany, the uh, singer for the 80s, she is, uh, she's still touring, believe that or not. Is that correct, Judy? She is. She's in Las Vegas, and she's going on to Canada, and she's, I, I don't know if you want to make it, you know, say it's a comeback, but uh, she's out there. She has six English Bulldogs, a Chocolate Lab, a Basset Hound, two Leopard Geckos, and two Turtles, and she joins us in just a few minutes here. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me feel old. No, she was looking for me. Let's uh, head on over to the... Uh, to the phones. Let's, let's take some medical calls. Why don't we? I think we have, uh, is this Frank on the line? Yes, it is. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. What can I help you with today? Well, I have a uh, 12-year-old dachshund. And a couple of weeks ago, he started uh, exhibiting symptoms of a, of a real raspy kind of a cough and a gagging. We thought maybe he had a cold or something, but it gets continuously worse. He's having, we're, we're trying to make an appointment for the vet Monday, but I'm kind of concerned about him. He, okay. he seems to be having, um, at, at, at times he's fine. And then when he has these attacks, it's, it's like, you know how when you choke, you can't get the air in? Well, mm-hmm. he seems to be just the opposite. He seems to be able to take the air in, but then he has trouble getting it out, and he just kind of pants. And he got, last night he was really bad. Would you call this basically a true cough where he's going, <laughs> or is it more kind of like a snorting, kind of on the inhale kind of sound? It's more of a cough, and then he'll cough for a little while, and he keep, I, I can see him trying to force air out, and then he'll finally okay. gag a little bit, and then he'll be okay for a while. But he doesn't okay. gag anything up. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to figure out in my mind without seeing him is if this is really a coughing that he's exhibiting or if it's more what we'd call a reverse sneezing, which kind of looks like an asthmatic attack in a dog, um, although they don't really truly get that kind of thing there. Um, but it's kind of where they're um, labored and breathing. They can't quite catch their breath, but it's not in a coughing kind of zone. It's more kind of how I feel right now. Where my head's kind of congested and it's kind of a... That, that could well be it. Okay. It, it's, it's not a cough like I would, you know, lose, <coughs> but it's like, okay. <laughs> if, if that's okay. making any sense over the phone. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I love these uh, these audio uh, descriptions because, I mean, that, that to me could be on that borderline of maybe a real cough. So I would just say yes. I would definitely make sure we get him to the veterinarian because a doggy in his age group, we really want to look at that heart as a potential cause of uh, coughing-related problems. Um, and then get some other things, some bronchial problems, some collapsing trachea things. But if this is something that came on all of a sudden, then I would certainly want to get some chest x-rays and look at that. If we're leaning more towards this reverse sneezing thing, then that's com- kind of a different thing. We see a lot with a lot of allergy times of the year. Um, some dogs get that when they have bad teeth or if they've got sinus infections. So some of those things, I can envision some good things that maybe might be causing that. Um, but as far as if we're actually labored with that breathing, then I would really be cautious and I'd want to get him looked at right away. Yeah, it's actual labor. I've felt his neck and what he's doing and I've tried to like feel and, and, you know, push a little bit to try to, you know, mm-hmm. something stuck. And it doesn't, I don't feel any swelling or any lumps, but of course I'm not mm-hmm. a doctor, so I, I may not know what I'm feeling for, but I don't feel anything that feels abnormal to me. Mm-hmm. Except okay. he goes to these bouts of, you know, just very stressful uh, breathing, and then he ends it with a gag. He'll push mm-hmm. it for, 
whatever, 30 seconds to a minute. I never really tried to time it. And then he'll gag. Mm-hmm. And then once he gags, he's okay for a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put on the prescription pad for him definitely some chest x-rays because I want to see what's going on in there. So in the meantime, okay. I keep him quiet, make sure he's well rested, don't get him excited, don't take him anywhere um, you know, on any kind of activities. And then um, any change, I would definitely see your veterinarian promptly. So yeah, we're um, try hopefully... Yeah, and hopefully that's going to check out fine, but, um, you know, I would definitely just be a little concerned there, Frank. So um, hope that all turns out okay. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio. Give us a call here. We are waiting to take your animal calls at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And we get a lot of email here. I just got this one. Hello, guys. I listen on XM Radio. I hear a lot about food allergies on your show. I wanted to share this website with you. It's like Consumer Reports, but it's for dog food. I like it because it's not associated with any pet food manufacturers. Here's the website, dogfoodanalysis.com. And I'll put that up, by the way, at uh, animalradio.com. He also goes on to say, I wanted to encourage you to continue educating people about the benefits of quality foods for their pets. Please help people to understand that dog and cat foods contain corn, wheat, or soy are most likely of poor quality. And he goes on to say, I'm not associated with dog food analysis. He does own two small pet supply stores in Northern California. Thanks for all you do. Monty, I appreciate your letter. You can email us, by the way, at yourvoice at animalradio.com. I believe we have Jim on the phone. Hi, Jim. Hi. How are you doing today? Very good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, doctor. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Where are you calling from today? Um, Baltimore, Maryland, actually. It's a beautiful right. day. How is the weather out there right now? Absolutely gorgeous. It's around 73 degrees, and we had a major snowstorm last Monday, so go figure. That's that's interesting. That's, yeah. I'm glad I got pretty stable weather out here in the southwest. I hear you. <laughs> what do you got going on? Well, we have this beautiful baby boy. His name is Mac, and Mac turned five this week. And okay. Mac has had two knee operations in the last six months. He oh had an God, ACL four? problem. I'm sorry? Okay. Oh, I just I was waiting to hear what you had to say. ACL, okay. Yeah. He had an ACL problem that uh, was operated on back in August, and he seemed to be recovering well, and all of a sudden, everything just reversed, and uh, he was limping, he was crying. Uh, the doctor looked him over again a couple of weeks ago and decided that uh, he needed another operation, and this time they uh, took out the entire meniscus, and he's recovering. The problem that we are seeing is he's developed a loud knocking in his knee. And the doctor tells me that that's probably a function of lack of muscle tone, and as he recovers, the muscle tone will come back and take care of that, but it worries us terribly. Okay. And and what kind of dog is Mac? Mac is a rescue, mostly lab, part shepherd, and he weighs around 90 pounds. Oh, he's a big fella then, hey. (laughs) Yes, he is. Okay. Now, with the type of injury he's had, the ACL, which is basically the anterior cruciate ligament, that's a very common ligament that gets injured in large active dogs. And correction-wise, um, definitely for a large dog, is very important because they don't do well if we don't do surgery. Now, do you know what kind of surgery, what technique they used? 
I do not. I can't tell you. Okay. The, there's basically two different methods of correcting a, a cruciate injury. Uh, one we use a little bit more for smaller dogs, and it's called an extracapsular fixation. And it's basically where they just go in, remove the bad stuff, and put in some stabilizing sutures. Um, for large dogs, um, there's a surgery where more typically they'll do that, but they also put in a type of bone plate. Um, so there's hardware in the leg that stays there. And for large dogs, they seem to do a little bit better with that surgery. It's a little more costly, um, but it gives them some extra support and stabilization, and then it corrects some of the angle problems that causes this um, injury in the first place. So if they didn't say anything about there being plates or anything like that in there, then you may not have had that surgery. Does I, that sound I like... I did. Okay. So you probably had the standard extracapsular. Now, the second thing that you mentioned was you had the second surgery, and there was a meniscus injury, and that's a, kind of an accessory um, type of cartilage in the knee, and it very commonly is damaged. In many cases, it's damaged at the time of the first injury, uh, where they go in and they'll find that the first time the surgery was done, they may find the meniscus is damaged. It doesn't always happen that way, and it can come out later in the road. Um, now, th- I guess the, the big question with with clicking, clicking can be a sign of bad things, and it can also be just a sign of nothing important whatsoever. The major question that I'd have for you is, how is he getting along on that leg, and is he lame? Is he favoring the leg in any way? Well, the, after the first surgery, for the first month or so, he was he was walking on it. We were walking him up and down the hills. We were keeping him very close by, no running, no no steps, no no anything, uh, and somehow he injured it again. The second time, it's been three weeks now. Uh, again, we're keeping him close, but uh, he's not favoring it except maybe in the evening after he's been up all day. That's when mm-hmm. he might show some favoring. But during the day, where we just brought him back from a walk, he's, he seems to be walking fairly good. The doctor did say he's very bow-legged, and uh, okay. that, that causes a problem. She'd like him to walk over a ladder laid out so that he has to lift up his leg to get some therapy on his knee. Now, some of the the clicking sounds that we hear in knees after there's been surgery on them in dogs, some of it can be where there's actually um, sutures that kind of rub against either parts of the bone um, or parts of tissue that kind of pop over the suture material. So some of that we can hear um, just from those type of movements. Now, in a dog that has the um, corrective surgery where they have the plates in the knee, which is a procedure we call the TPLO, I'm a little bit more comfortable that there's not abnormal motion going on in that knee. So it is possible for your kid that, you know, maybe there's some bone pieces that are moving that there's just not enough stabilization there. And, uh, you know, more of a supportive surgery with that kind of approach um, might give him a better result in the long run. How that helps you now doesn't help you a whole lot right now, but um, I would say I would make sure I keep him really quiet. If they prescribed anti-inflammatories, I would use those to help make his knee feel better in the short term. Um, and if that click is not um, associated with any kind of long-term lameness, then I'm not going to worry about it. But if he if he is continuing to favor it beyond that three weeks, then, um, then I think we're going to have to take a look at that knee a little bit more seriously. 
seriously and see if there's something else we need to do to stabilize that for him. And that might be surgery, but it also might be, and this is an interesting thing, is there are actually um, knee braces that you can get made for dogs that have orthopedic problems. And I actually am currently working with a client who is dealing with this kind of injury in her dog's knee. So you might look into orthotics um, or basically braces for um, the knee. And uh, there's one called um, orthopets.com, and they uh, specially design casts, um, functional casts, so that they can wear them, you can take them off for baths, and uh, it might provide some extra stabilization for his knee. So just another little thing you might think about there, Jim. I certainly will. And by the way, he is on... uh on anti-inflammatories, we give it to them every morning. Uh, we've just reduced it from a full pill to a half pill. He'd been taking it for a little over two weeks, but uh-huh. uh, Steramax, my wife says. Okay, good. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, Steramax. Well, yeah, that's a... Okay, my pleasure. Glad to talk to you, Jim. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, one 405 Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which uh, <laughs> not necessarily true if uh word on the street is accurate. When she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I love seeing a dog lover, but when she started saying, Who's my little doggy? Who's my little doggy that loves you? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me too. All right, well, he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every every ingredient, and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pet. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. 
At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. It's Animal Radio, one 405 celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. Bobby, what do we got coming up in the news there? Well, we got a follow-up. Remember when I told you Charlie Brown's friend Lucy had gotten busted? Oh, yes, you know, I remember that. Pamela Ferdin, who's the actress that voiced Lucy in some of the Charlie Brown animated specials. We will have an update on her court proceedings coming up in the news. And Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions, your pet's medical questions at one 405 Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is supposed to be here. He's late, as usual. <laughs> I like how you qualify that. Supposed to be here. On time with us is Tiffany. Hi. Hi, Tiffany. How are you doing? Hi, Tiffany. I am fine, thank you. Where are we calling you today? Well, I'm on the road, actually. I'm always on the road. Um, but I'm in Vegas right now, finishing... Um, Sweet! Uh, over a week's stay here. I did Tony and Tina's wedding. And uh, last night, I jammed with uh, the Sin City Sinners which is made up of a bunch of rockers from Faster Pussycat and on and on and on and on. So I was hanging with the boys last night singing Sweet Child of Mine and Vacant and all kinds of stuff. So I'm a little scared to death, but I, I did okay, I think. So they're, they're awesome. They were awesome. So you're still on tour. Well, you know, I start my tour, my official, because um, I, I do a lot of dance club stuff. So that actually kicks off in May. Um, and so I'll be going, you know, every weekend to clubs and living out of a, a suitcase full time and out on the road, you know. Now, what does That's this mean for the six English bulldogs, the chocolate lab, the basset hound, the two leopard geckos <laughs> and the two turtles? Well, this means that my husband and I have had to do something different. He doesn't go on the road with me. Um, and it also means that my, my dad now lives with me. And on top of everything else, they have a nanny. So, <laughs> A nanny for the animals. For your menagerie. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. I wrangled in a bunch of people. I mean, I, I love my guys, my, my, my puppies. And it's most important that they're, they're happy and they stay on their routine. And I used to take two out on the road with me. And uh, I miss them, but it's, it's, you know, it's a little too crazy out on the road. How did you end up with all these animals? Well, um, my husband, being from England, had no family out here in America. Mm. So uh, our neighbor adopted a uh, Boston uh, Terrier British Bulldog mix and brought that puppy home. And then, of course, you know, said, there's another one, the last one, the runt. And uh, I, I snuck off and got it for my husband so he'd have oh, family. So and then about three months later, he surprised me with a full-blooded English brindle and bulldog. And we took them out to um, one of the really prominent vets out in California who said, you know, I wouldn't rush off to fix them right now. Uh, Rocco, who's the English... Um, 
Brindle, uh, he's he's too young. You don't have to get him fixed right now. And and uh, go ahead, go out on your your tour, and it's all good. Well, that wasn't the truth. <laughs> I should have went with my gut instinct, you know. Um, but you know, I wouldn't change it now. They had puppies, and it seemed like I guided towards one. My husband guided towards one, and then my son picked out his, and I couldn't tell him no because he's have to take care of our dog so we ended up with four and uh, actually one has spina bifida so but she's the best dog out of the whole pack i didn't find out she had spina bifida until about 16 weeks and i just couldn't put her down what is that about well um she she her spinal cords the the um actual like uh i guess nerves to her spinal cords um, don't properly connect. So she she doesn't have a long life expectancy, and she could lose, like, mobility of her back legs at some point. Um, but, you know, I have her on glucosamine, and uh, I do doggy acupuncture, uh, and I give her massages and all wow. kinds of stuff. And she's actually doing quite well. How um, old is so she? She's two years old now. So uh, they say her expectancy is about three but, um, you know, I wanted her to be happy. She doesn't know anything's wrong with her. She's got the best attitude out of the entire litter. And uh, we just love her. Her name's Marley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's my baby. Aww. What are all their names? Marley, Memphis, Simona, and Winston. <laughs> <laughs> and the geckos and the turtles? The geckos and the turtles. I have Tiger, the aquatic turtle, who was found on a golf course, hence Tiger Woods. Uh-huh. Um, I have Maria, who was named after my son's grandmother. Um, she's a desert tortoise. And then I have Ozzy and Stevie from Ozzy Osbourne and Stevie Nicks, who are my leopard geckos. <laughs> I love it. Do they rock? I mean, seriously, when you name them Ozzy and Stevie, they have to be some rocking turtles. Oh, they're very, they're very happy. Yeah. Uh, well, they're, those are my leopard geckos, and I take them oh, out sorry. and play with them, and and they're they're really great. And then, like I said, I have a chocolate lab, which I bought a property in Nashville, and the dog came with the property. So she's a good old country dog. She likes to run and play in the creek and everything. And her name's Brownie. And then I just inherited another one that my cousin actually had adopted, um, which is like a terrier mix something. I don't know. She's a, I call her rat dog, but um, <laughs> she, she was abused, and my cousin uh, adopted her and had her about six months, and unfortunately, my cousin passed away, so Ears has a very spoiled life with me. She's in my bed every day, and, uh, and then uh, again, I adopted a blind basset hound, so his name is Dave. Now, did they all sleep in bed with you? Well, they all have separate deals. Um, it's really only Rocco and Brownie and, and, and Ears that's in the house full time. Um, the rest have like their own little beds in the, in the, at my garage I've made like the dog room. So they have separate little beds that they go into and, um, I have six acres so they get to run and play and, you know, we're just learning boundaries right now. I, I actually want Caesar Milan to come and, and help me. I'm trying to recruit him. That would be him. so cool. <laughs> Next time we talk to you, Tiffany, you're going to have you're going to be telling me, "Oh, I've just opened this animal shelter now because all these animals come to me." Seriously, that's the kind of good person you are. Well, I would love to open up an animal shelter, and I used to live in Nashville. Oh, in the early 90s, and it really kind of bothered me, you know. I mean, the country is the country, and they just have a certain way of doing things, and a lot of times they do dump their dogs because, you yeah. know, they, they have a different mindset. Coming from California, dogs are our life and our, you know, it's our family. And um, 
I, I definitely had always envisioned opening up in a shelter in Nashville. Um, I think it's a perfect place for it. So, you know, that that is on my list to do list. We're going to find either Caesar or Vlade. We're going to send them over. We're going to we're going to we're going to hook you two up. Well, I definitely need him. I, I watch his show all the time. I'm a big fan, and I and I do use his techniques, and they do seem to work. But I could use a little help on the boundary situation. And like I said, my my one dog that has had some abuse issues. She doesn't seem to be adapting too well to some of the females, so I think that's to be expected, but I would love everybody just to get along. <laughs> yes, wouldn't we all? Well, Tiffany, calling us from Las Vegas, where can we look for you next? I am actually going out to Montreal, Canada, and I'm doing a show with Rick Astley and Deborah Gibson oh, yes. and Samantha Fox, so oh, wow. a little old school there. Yeah, I'm really excited. It takes us back, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah, so um, we're going to be doing that, and then, like I said, I start my, my tour. I come back for about three weeks, and, you know, I just keep myself busy, and I, I love working, and I love meeting new people and trying new things, so I'm always wondering what I could get up to, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, give the animals a big old hug from all of us, will you? Oh, thank you. I can't wait to get home. I'll be, I'll be home in three days, so uh, I will. I will be giving treats and all kinds of kisses and all kinds of stuff. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie will be answering your vet medical questions in just a couple of seconds, and the DNA saga continues. We still don't have answers about the studio stunt chihuahua. That's not a chihuahua. It's just a wonder dog now. That's all on the way right here on Animal. Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Planning a trip? Ponder this while going through airport security this summer. A man who tried to smuggle dozens of rare animals was caught with turtles in his luggage and a snake in his pants on a recent flight to the Czech Republic. He was coming from the Georgian Republic, which is between Russia and Turkey. But a turkey was one of the few animals he left at home. Officers also found scorpions, a horned viper, several beetles, and a brown bear claw in his luggage. Then they searched the man and found a snake hidden in his pants. They arrested the snaky smuggler, but not before finding over 60 other hidden animals. How would you like to share an armrest with that guy? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 We're celebrating our connection with our pet as we do every weekend. Welcome. How's your pet doing this weekend? Doing good? Got any problems? The whole gang's here? Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, just came in. Hey, Vladi, how you doing? Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I just arrived. Listen, guys, I have some gifts for you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. This is organic. Yeah. It's a bottle of wine for you from oh, my wine. wife, Antonina. She told me, she told the hell and Judy, she loves you guys. The Organic Ooh. Wine Works. Wine. Look at this. Radical Red Wine. It is. Hey, Bobby, Ooh, do you drink, Bobby? Hmm. 
Yeah, we will share with you. And this is another gift from the fancy pet boutique. Oh, very nice. Little dog. What is her name? Ladybug. A ladybug. Ladybug. You know she's a little bitch was growling at me when I came oh, in. Nice. She, did not, she did not deserve that. She doesn't growl at anybody. Did you see a... Look, look, Bobby, at the new glasses Vladi has. Kind of yellow glasses. You look like Elton John. Has anyone uh, said that? Circa 1974. <laughs> exactly. You, you, should, you should be happy it's not pink. You know, it's a yeah. Let's make me feel good about you, about everyone. You know, after four hours to drive. Very good. I thought that's what the tea was for. Well, you just... Just miss Tiffany. Tiffany, the uh, singer from the the 80s, she was just on, and she said she needed a little bit of help. She needs. To, she admitted it. She needs a Russian man or Russian dog trainer. Uh, she dog needs trainer. dog trainer. Oh, okay. She's got a husband. Dog help. Yes. Dog help. Uh, but uh, we're going to hook you two up, if that's okay, in just a few minutes. Okay. 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 Uh, as soon as my wife is not here and I'm hearing, it's fine. For dog training, okay? Yes, I, it's I dog understand. training, I understand body. that. I understand. She's got a husband. I like to call her on him. <laughs> One-stop shopping. one 405 We're going to go to the phones with Dr. Debbie in just a second. Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? Well, I'm going to tell you about a man in Thailand who had forced his pet monkey to... Climb trees and get coconuts for him and would beat him when he wouldn't do it. Well, I'll tell you what the monkey did. Coming up in the news. Where else but Animal Radio? Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Following up on a story from late last year, Charlie Brown's friend Lucy got busted. Actually, it was the former actress who voiced Lucy in some of the animated specials. Pamela Ferdin had her conviction in a UCLA animal rights case dropped. Seems Ferdin's Fifth and Sixth Amendment rights were violated. When Fern handed out flyers in June of 2008 that listed the addresses and phone numbers of some UCLA researchers allegedly using animals, she was unaware of a restraining order against such, such action. Ferdin's attorney, hired just days before her sentencing, said a new trial date of April 28th has been set. And in Thailand, a man who forced his pet monkey to climb trees and retrieve coconuts so that he could sell them and make money was killed when the monkey threw a coconut at him. The man died instantly, according to a local newspaper that said the owner and his wife had bought the monkey for about $180. The owner had the habit of beating the monkey if he hesitated climbing the trees to get the coconuts. <clears throat> little karma there for you in Thailand. And when Vicki Mendenhall of Spokane, Washington, bought a used cow recently, she never expected to get something extra for her 27 bucks, but she did. A cat. Huh? Mendenhall purchased the used couch at her local value village, which is a secondhand store. Uh-huh. Uh, she brought it home. She noticed an unusual noise. It was a mysterious mewing. Her boyfriend was sitting on the couch watching TV when he felt something move. Pulled the couch away from the wall and out crawled Callie the Calico Cat. The hungry feline was reunited with her owner after the story appeared on local TV. Seems Bob Killian had donated the couch back in February, and that's about the time his nine-year-old cat disappeared. Mendenhall, the lady who bought the couch, by the way, works at Spoke Animal Care. That's a local shelter that helped reunite Callie and her owner. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. How long was that cat in that couch there? Just a a week. 
just a week, just hanging out on the couch. Hanging out on the couch. Wow. And she's doing good now. You know, come on, seriously. What do cats do all day? Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> In a couch. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. The whole gang is here, 1-866-405-8405. I wanted to mention that we are still giving away these DNA tests from the uh, BioPet Vet Labs. We still don't have results regarding our studio chihuahua. There, of course, is about $60 worth of Monopoly money up for grabs. <laughs> what, what was we, that? I said, I'm really hopeful someday we will know. I'm really hopeful. Exactly. We're going to find Within out. Within the next couple of weeks. It was operator Maybe. error last week. I guess I didn't do the swab right. Yes. So you, I redid it. Sorry about that. Hey, if you want to pick up one, head on over to animalradio.com. What's that uh, email you have there, Bobby? Yeah, we do get a lot of emails. And this one came in from uh, listener Peggy, who was listening to our Sunday morning show. Mm-hmm. And it is regarding, in fact, the DNA kits. And she said... Although this sounds like a great invention for people who have mixed breeds, I was gravely concerned what this type of DNA kit means uh, to breeds and mixed breeds with DNA from what some states feel are dangerous animals. Mm. The kit may indeed help those agencies that are pro-breed profiling, which means some mixed breeds that are in the SPCA or local humane societies will not even have a chance at getting adopted because of what the DNA test may say, no matter how sweet the dog. And that's from Peggy. And I I understand her concern, but I don't know yet of any animal shelter in the country that uses DNA profiling to determine whether or not an animal is adoptable. Just, yeah. just, just do the test and keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in Russia, you never let the cat jump out of the bag. So just keep your no, mouth shut. I, I, Nobody's I completely business. understand Peggy's concern, and, and, and I thank her for writing in because it, while it's a good idea, there is the opportunity for misuse. Sure. Sure. There. Well, there is for anything. You know, even, the, even that uh, gun. You know, they say it's not... <laughs> What's that? It's with that one Maybe sitting gun. over there. Right there, right next to you that you bring uh, in with you every week. Sir. Yes. You oh. see, it's, it's the user. It's not the uh, actual item there. It's the user. It's how you well, use the Well, and, and as I want to point out that, that Peggy added in, in her email uh, that there are no bad dogs, just bad owners. Okay. If you want to email us, your voice at animalradio.com. I believe we have Steve on the phone. Hi, Steve. Hey. How you doing? Good. How y'all doing today? Doing good, Steve. Where are you calling from? I'm actually in St. Louis, Missouri right now. Well, you must be a truck driver because you don't have that St. Louis, Missouri accent. There, there you go. <laughs> no, I call home Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. You have some pets there? Yes, I do. What's going on with him? You know, I have Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He's sitting right here. Yes, yes. And I just Great. ask you, please do not speak in that accent. Otherwise, I will not be able to understand it. Speak in the plain English. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Ask Lottie right, here, to say some squirrel. Here's what we got. I've, I've actually got three miniature schnauzers, a male, a female, and a six-week-old puppy. Okay. The male I've had since he was five weeks old. He's great. He's five years old now. I ain't never had a problem and with And the male him. is the bitch, yeah? 
the male is the best. No, female the, is the best. Yeah, the, the female that I've got, I got her when she was six months old. She's not. She's about eleven months old now. But she was one of them puppy mill puppies. I felt sorry for yeah. her. They kept her in one of them kennels all the time. Yeah, but it's too late and, now. Go ahead. Yeah. She's one of the most loving little dogs I've ever had, but she refuses to be housebroke. Boy, at 11 years old? 11 months old. Oh, I'm sorry, 11 months old. Okay, so 11 yeah. months, and she refused to pee and poop in one spot on the one command. And, uh, you know, interesting enough, which you just, uh, because just before you called, uh, the jury asked me, because um, uh, right right across our window, we have my van. And uh -huh. uh, you, did you see that four months park puppy, which is in my boot camp? Yeah. yeah, and she was asking what the park is doing in my van. And I keep telling you, because that's what I'm doing as we speak, you know. Every 30, 40 minutes, I get off and just take that dog outside and teach the dog pee and poop on the one command. Yes, but whose dog is it, Vlade? It's a, my client dog. Okay. He Do pays they know big boxes in order so I would train oh, okay. to pee and poop on the one command in the first place. But let's go to your, uh, to, to your question. So you would like to ask me how to housebreak your dog, yes? Yes. Okay, that's simple. Number one, you need to eliminate all smell in your house. We like to uh, endorse the product by company Simple Solution. Please get to your local pet store and get Simple Solutions enzyme-based product and liberally spray and wash any area where your dog uh, may mark or pee or poop. Step number one, that's going to be eliminate the scent. I don't care what you use, uh, household cleaners, ammonia-based, it's going to be even worse. Just do this what I said. Number two. Okay. Number two, I want you put your dogs, all of them, on the, on the schedule. I want to make sure your dog gets water and food, uh, two times per day, food and food. And three times, sorry for my accent, and three times per day, water. Okay? And at the certain time. Because if you know when that stuff comes in, you know when it comes out. Okay. Okay. After that, do not even think, well, my dog is supposed to tell me uh, wh wh when he's supposed to pee and poop. It's not going to happen even in Hollywood movie. Okay? <laughs> what you need to do, you need to tell your dog yourself when he got to go to the party. And it's pretty frequently in the beginning. Once you establish habits, it will be the dog will go to the door himself. That's the trick is... I want you to take your dog for to go party, to go pee, poop, all this through one door and take a walk through another door. And I always want to say, wanna, always want you tell the, your dog before you take the dog outside, you look in the dog's eyes and say, ah, whatever dog's name is, like, Heidi, Heidi, you want to go outside? Are you want to go outside? Outside, outside, outside. And you're going to go with the Heidi through that door. And after that, you will say, go party, go party, go party, unless the dog parties. She pees as she pees, you say her. Good girl. Don't just say, good girl. So she'll startle her. Good girl. Good. She finished celebration. Good girl. And after that, tell tell her, go poop, go poop, 
go poop. She poops, go girl. She gave the, she finished, you give her treats. I know what you have in your mind right now. What I'm going to do if they don't. And I, they didn't, and I bring them home and they pee and poop in my house. Uh uh, it's not going to happen. Happened because what you're gonna do if they did not pee and poop outside? You're gonna bring them, bring her in, and put her in the little crate. Okay? And I'm gonna okay. tell you something controversial. You're gonna like it or hate it to hear it. The more you're gonna keep your dog in the crate, the sooner your dog gonna get out of the crate. What do I mean by yeah. that? I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be, uh, I don't wanna be wrongly misunderstood. What I meant by that, you always need to, at least for a couple of weeks, I wanna you keep one of your eye on your dog as the hawk. Whatever whatever eye you're doing, the first eye needs to be on your dog. And if you cannot keep that eye, that heck eye on your dog, your dog must go in the crate. Okay? And I want to keep your dog in three positions. Or under your supervision inside, or under your supervision outside, or in the crate. And three times... Three times, four times per day, they're going to go outside, go party, go party, go poop, go poop. Once you get your dog on the habits, you'll be done with that. As additional precaution manner, I would suggest put the collar and leash on your dog and walk your dog through your house. It's like marking your territory. Let's go. Walk around that area everywhere the dog before PM poop. And do sit, stay, come uh, calm command, down command is very important. Check my DVD obedience for life would help from my website, vladi.com. So, uh, I highly, highly recommend you to do obedience training because this is your indirect way to telling your dog, it is my house. And if it's your house and she understands that, she's not supposed to pee and poop. It's a very comprehensive approach and that's what the general guidelines I just gave to you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to the world famous Russian dog wizard. That, of course, is Sir Vlade. That's right. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. 
Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. As I look out the studio windows, this year we have studio windows that uh, have look a out. view, that yeah. look out. Uh, which line do you want me to go to? Let's go to line two. I believe that's Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hello, how are you today? Good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. I have an African who's now two years old. and A monkey dog. A of... oh, wonderful. <laughs> he has a lot of issues, but... I can deal with the uh, excitement urination. I can deal with the allergy problems. But one thing I'm really having issues with is his behavior of eating everything. When you take okay. him outside, he's like a little warthog, just clicking around and sniffing. And I mean, it's grass, it's money, it's gum, rock sticks. <laughs> he thinks the mulch garden is his own buffet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Is it only when he's, he's out for walks and such? No, if you drop something in the house, if it's small enough to eat, it's, it's in him. And has he ever had any ill effects from getting into any of these things? Fortunately, no, but that's the problem because if you can't, I mean, I, I crate trained him. The only time he actually gets out of his crate is like when we're, you know, family time and we're watching TV or when he can actually physically be with one someone in the family because you can't trust him that he won't mm-hmm. go eat something. And I, I hate that. <laughs> And I think there's a couple um, so- solutions that I'd have for you. One, as far as when you do have them out and you're doing like a formal walk, um, taking them outside, um, there's two options we can go with. Um, one, which I would probably lean more towards, is um, the gentle lead style harness. Um, and that, if you're not familiar with that, it's kind of a, um, a leash system that fits over the muzzle area. And it's the equivalent, basically, of a, a bridle uh, for a horse. And it's the same way we control a 1,500-pound beast um, when we're much smaller, is that the animal doesn't like to have the head pulled abnormally, and it pulls on the nose. So it's not really horribly uncomfortable, but it's just a... Okay. Un- unfavorable uh, feeling so that's one way to help keep that nose from going down to the ground and it takes a little time for dogs to learn those harnesses um, and to feel comfortable with that but I would say that would be one of the best solutions for those situations when you're going out the other thing that you can use and I've had some folks and it's usually when they throw up their hands and they just can't stop um, they can't deal with the situation anymore is um, the basket muzzle for the mouth um, okay. And those are the, the big wire muzzles that basically they can breathe, they can pant, um, they can even drink water with those on. But it helps to put a barrier for those pets that we just can't trust their nose to the ground, that they're going to ingest anything and everything in their in their path. Um, so that's a maybe a lesser favored um, solution for that. I mean, I, I've seen those, and I've even thought before, like, I mean, he knows he's doing bad because you can say spit it out or, you know, uh, put it out, and he'll spit it out, but he may walk two steps and just bite it again. Now, and all of this kind of has to be taken in conjunction with some behavioral steps, because if you are with him and he's starting to pick up something, the last thing I'm going to tell you to do is to yell at him and to tell him to drop it. Um, okay. I'm going to actually advise you to do more of a redirection of that activity. So the more that you say, hey, drop that, give me that, 
and you grab for something, the more fun that becomes in the doggies game world. Um, so we want to actually redirect it to something else that's more fun, more interesting, and more overwhelming to him than whatever that little piece of paper or the uh, pine cone okay. along the way. And uh, it's hard because I've been there myself. I think with repetition, you'll you'll get to there. In the meantime, when you got him out walking, use use the muzzling situation or the um, the gentle lead harness. I think that'll help you quite a bit. I'll certainly give it a try because what I'm doing today is not working, and I pre- Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. Thanks for the call. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here at 1-866-405-8405. More women prefer dogs over husbands. I'm quite confused over this story. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. An online poll released shows more women would rather have a pet than a husband. Can you relate to this story? An overwhelming 78% voted for a furry rather than a hairy companion. The poll had a sampling error of plus or minus three percentage points. Life is too short to commit to someone you'll need to know over time, says Nancy Keller, 29 years of age. I'd rather have a pet and simply date, she says. It's less stressful for everyone involved. In a related subject, Seely the maker of all those wonderful mattresses, published an interesting report entitled the Sealy Snooze Report about people's sleeping habits. Among the findings was 67% of respondents that said they prefer to sleep with their pets. 51% say their partners are just too disturbing in their sleep. 55% of women say that their partner was far more annoying than their pet. But 38% of the respondents stood firm and said there's no room in their bed for their pets. I say leave sleeping dogs and husbands lie. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for you and for Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. On the way, Susan Sims. Also, Vinnie Penn, who, by the way, is now writing for Susan Sims and Fido Friendly. If you like Vinnie Penn, who the best-selling author now, his book is doing very well. We are pleased to have him on Animal Radio, and we suspect any day now he'll be saying, ta-ta. And I only say that... What? Hit the road. Yeah. Well, you know, he's when you make it big, you sell a book. What do you need animal radio for? Anyway, he's in Fido Friendly Magazine along with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. You also write a column in Fido yes, Friendly, don't you? Yes, it's a very popular column, monthly column. Bobby. Yes? You have to say, yes, sir. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, right. Rub a lamp, Vladi. <laughs> I, I miss you. You you missed very important part. We were talking about the Russian secret was coconut Hi, oil. Casey? See the doctor. Uh, what what kind of oil there? Coconut. 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 Okay. <laughs> Who was that so it's lucky? That Michigan accent. Could you could you imagine? Could you imagine? Doctor, she's very politically correct. What is her name? Doctor. Doctor Debbie. Doctor Debbie yes. was was answering the calls, <laughs> oh, no. and she said to us that she has a sore throat. So I explained to her in the plain Russian that uh, in Russia ah. we're using sore throat as antibiotic, and I even proved it by telling the Russian uh, boys putting it on before they have any inappropriate relationship, and it's really keep them from infection, but she didn't understand. How'd that go over with Dr. Debbie? I don't know. I don't know if she understood it or not. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I just tell the truth as it is. It's in my style. Well, ah, he way. says, she says. Huh? Exactly. And whatever like Lottie says, human mind. and canine, listen. Mm-hmm. Bobby, I see you have some email <laughs> over there. We're running short on time. We'll go to it in just a second. I know on the phone we have okay. Casey. Hey, Casey. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. You're on with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. You lucky dog. Fa- thank you, Hill, for the nice introduction. Have you been politician before? Go yeah. ahead, kids. Uh, me and my wife, we have a carrier. And uh, we've had her since she was, you know, nine weeks old. She's a very good dog. But she has a ner- some kind of nervous problem. Uh, if you make a sudden movement around her, she'll yelp like she's been hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, r- lately, the... Uh, I have a three-year-old walk by her two weeks ago and petted her, and she took a chunk of skin out of his arm. Oh, I mean, this is the completely different issue. Let's sort it out. So what, why you tell me, not why, when you tell me she's nervous and she screams sometimes. Give me a quick example, please. Uh, last time I'm a truck driver, last time I was home, I stood up real fast because somebody was knocking on the door, and she squealed like somebody was, like somebody was beating her and went running. Okay, and uh, give me an example when she bit someone. Uh, my son was, uh, he closed the refrigerator door and turned around. She was standing there looking the other way. She reached down, he reached down and petted her on the back of her head and she turned around and bit him. Okay, where she bit him? Right what on part? the side of the what back, part? back part of the arm. How old is your kid? Three years old. How bad was the bite? Uh, it was pretty bad. It uh, required two stitches. Mm-hmm. Is it the first time it happened with her? Um, she bit a. We had a social worker come out of the house looking for an address one time, and uh, she was asking my wife where this address was, and she just lunged over the fence and bit her. Yeah, so this is an ongoing problem. You you don't have any nervous issue. You have a problem, you know, and your dog thinks he's the boss. Uh, or she thinks she's the boss. And the problem is you have an alpha problem in your household because you may think you're the alpha, but the dog doesn't think that, that way. The dog thinks she's the alpha. So you, you need to sort it out. I would highly, highly encourage you to enroll your dog uh, because it's a serious issue. And, you know, you, you need to in, enroll your dog in the local obedience school. Um, she needs to learn how to be subordinate member of your family and every member of your family including your child needs to learn how to be more authoritative in the relationship with her and in the when you when you enroll in the proper obedience school and make sure they don't have they they use uh, no nonsense methods not just using a food and uh, nothing dog's going to learn after that uh check the website dogpro.org www.dogpro like dog professional dogpro.org and uh, you can find the link uh, resources who is the would be reputable trainer in your area and please take care of that because nothing I can add anything to that you have a serious problem and uh, my best professional advice to you right now would be don't take a chance this dog is like a walking time bomb. Everybody needs to do a lot of precaution. Uh, enroll that dog to the school. Let somebody professional come in your home and do um, some type of evaluation because aggression happened toward a member of your family. It's a much different issue rather than aggression toward uh, intruder or toward anyone else from the, from outside of your family. Okay, 
Sorry for telling that, but uh, there is... The way, you know, you yeah. tell it like it is. This is a no-spin dog zone. No-spin dog zone. You have to do what you have to do. Go to docpro.org and uh, get the help. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team, including Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. is Animal Radio Network. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole dream team of experts is here. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, has arrived to answer your dog behavior questions. Bobby with news in just a few minutes. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. She's getting ready. I know we've got a bunch of calls lined up for her in just a couple of seconds here, as well as Vladi. We talk about all kinds of animals here, mostly cats, mostly dogs, sometimes fish, birds, horses. These are fairly common animals to have as pets. Mm-hmm. How about chickens? Chickens? Not like only pets? that, as pets, not only are they do they make a good pet, but they, you know, they have that egg thing going for them too. Ooh. So you'd well, have Well, there's that upside. Yes. Yeah, there is that upside there. It's just in America people keeping the chickens as the pets. My friends have next door neighbors that have chickens, but they use them for the eggs. I would use them for the meat. For the meat. I think that was meat. Thank so, you. I was going to say, meat. you make a catcher's mitt out of a chicken? Meat. How do you do that? There's actually a book. We got this in the mail the other day called The Joy of Keeping Chickens, The Ultimate Guide to Raising Poultry for Fun or Profit. Well, you got to like that profit thing right now in these economic times. <laughs> yeah. And we have the author on. Hi, Jennifer. Is it Magessi? Magessi? Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Well, I like the whole idea of keeping a chicken as a pet. Yes, well, they actually are surprisingly great pets. They are very personable. They're very easy keepers. Um, they actually need less attention usually than cats or dogs do. I would like to everyone know the pecking order or pecking order, like a dominance order, uh-huh. uh, basically came from the observing chicken chicken peck because uh, really? yeah, in the chicken house, um, chickens even sleep according to hierarchy. Oh, they have hierarchy. Chickens. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know oh. this. Chicken have hierarchy. Absolutely, they do, I and mean, you can disrupt that with by um, adding a newcomer into the flock and. And chaos breaks out. Yeah, they have a pecking order. Do certain chickens lay eggs? I guess I should know this. 
Well, all hens have the ability to lay eggs, but some breeds are better at it than others. So some some uh, chickens that are more desirable as pets, they're not the best egg layers. They're more um, of a snuggly, cuddly type chicken, but they do make great mothers. They'll hatch out any kind of eggs you put under them, and then they take care of those chicks. Okay, now what kind would wow. make a good cuddly one that lays eggs? Uh, any of the American class chickens. So you're talking about, say, the Bard Plymouth Rock. That's a great one. The Rhode Island Red, Delaware, New Hampshire, and some of the English breeds. Also, the Buff Orpington. That's a great chicken. That's can you can you let them roam around the house, or do they have to be in a coop? Well, they don't. Yeah. They don't use a litter box, oh. and they don't ask yeah. to go out when they have to go. So don't ask me how to train them to poop <laughs> in one place. <laughs> How many eggs can I get uh, from a, a hen during a week, let's say? A, a hen will typically lay, on average, less than an egg a day. So she'll start out when she first laying, starts laying eggs around 20 or 22 weeks at laying an egg almost every day. But then by the time she's three years old, it might be every other day. So you need a couple of uh, chickens in right, order to you need your needs. Yeah, you need guy chickens, don't you? To do that whole thing? No. No, you okay. You do not need a no, guy. It's not like, <laughs> called a rooster. It's not like cows for getting milk. <laughs> so, the hen does it on its, its own. It doesn't, doesn't need help. Absolutely. The only reason you would need a rooster is if you wanted to incubate those eggs and get fertile and eggs. And make more but, chickens. Yeah. And have a control over the pack. <laughs> huh. Yeah. That's you know, amazing. You know what I'm dreaming? To try the raw egg. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I think we all are, really. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, speak for yourself. Okay, joyofkeepingchickens.com. Joyofkeepingchickens.com is the website, but there's a book, The Joy of Keeping Chickens, The Ultimate Guide to Raising Poultry for Fun and Profit. I have 10 to give away. It's a very colorful book if you're thinking about this. This is certainly an intro. And I think it's a good idea maybe to make some money in, the, in such a difficult economical time yes. for the families, too. A- absolutely. Or save some money. You, you know? save some money, That's yeah, true. and make some money and save some money. Yeah. I'm going to give away 10 of these books right now. Get it off the Skyhorse Publishing label. Go to your bookstore and ask them. If they don't have it, they can order it for you. It's the joy of keeping chickens. Jennifer Majesse joining us. Thanks so much, Jennifer. Jennifer, send us uh, uh, maybe dozens of the egg, please. Okay, I will. Like Raw eggs. Raw eggs, you know. <laughs> I will try it with the vodka, see how it goes together. Always with the vodka. 1-866-405-8405. We're going to the phones with Dr. Debbie up next. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We're just sort of ringmasters. Dr. Debbie's answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims. Bobby with news and that big monkey retribution story on the way. Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage. And we're still trying to figure out if this puppy here is a chihuahua. The studio stunt chihuahua. The DNA results actually did come back this week. What happened, Judy? Uh, We didn't get enough DNA samples, I guess, on the cheek swab. You know, I let you do it. This time, I redid it and sent it in. So we'll see if I did any better than you. We're another two weeks out? Yes. I'm telling you guys, I want to get some blood, and I'll take care of this. (laughs) You know, I I was dreading that and dragging my feet, but I may resort to that. So, so, so it's again, was the Judy's fault, yeah? No. (laughs) No, that was Hal's. Oh, false schmalt. I mean, really, huh? Hey, listen, we have a bunch of these DNA tests to give away. They're really good tests, uh, even though we haven't figured out the results yet, and we're 
still waiting for them. But if you want to head on over to AnimalRadio.com, I have a dozen that you can pick up right there, as well as a, a whole bunch of good giveaways this week. AnimalRadio.com. Check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, we have, which one are we going to? Line four? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's hit line four. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hi, how are you? Very good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Okay. Well, hello. Hi. Okay, uh, I'll give you a little bit of history. I'm, I cook my dog's food. Um, I have six dogs. I have five miniature pinchers and one rat terrier. And I cook because my, my 12-year-old has a heart murmur, and they okay. wanted him off sodium. So all the commercial dog foods have a lot of sodium, so the vet recommended I cook for him, and I couldn't cook just for him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't have that now, would they? No. no. Uh, so I cook like a brown rice, uh, meat mixture, and I add a vegetable. And right now I do a half a cup of, of meat to two cups of rice to, I'll just say, to 40 cups of rice, I add like eight cans of no salt green beans. Oh, my gosh. I cook a big supply. You're talking to a person who I don't cook for myself, so I'm kind of overwhelmed (laughs) here right now. I'm like, does that come in a canned green bean? (laughs) Yeah, but they're they're no salt, so no sodium. Well, you know, we're kind of starting to tackle into a subject that's a little bit hard to just in a short, concise answer to give you an answer here. And I guess the first thing that I'd say is for those that are trying to home cook for their diets, home cook diets for their pets this is a challenging thing and it's hard to do this accurately and um, part of the concerns I'd have is that there's a whole scope of pet nutrition that I cannot I cannot synapsize down to a small little story for any one person because there's so much that we have to look into and pets that are on just home cooked diets if they're two ingredient or even three ingredient are going to be potentially nutrient deficient and in most home cooked diets um, there are needs for adding in supplements whether they be calcium supplements and different things so I would say the number one resource that I actually recommend for my um, clients that do home cooking is to actually purchase um, a good dog um, nutrition book and the one I have on the shelf in my office is called Home Prepared Dog and Cat Diets, and um, I think the author is uh, Dr. Donald Strombeck. And um, in the in the wings of the whole pet food recall, a lot of people started looking into home cooking. And it's, I'm not trying to discourage people from doing that, but it is hard. And if you do it just by thinking you can add rice with a meat and then maybe a couple right. vegetables in there, we're not going to meet the needs for our pets' nutritional um, demands. So well, one um, thing I notice is they, they start to lose a weight. And, and yeah. uh, because they have, well, they were all overweight. And they started losing a little weight because I think it's a lack of sodium. But I don't know if I'm giving them enough protein in there. I give them a, I supplement it with a, a pet vita tab. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get one of those a day, and then they get, and actually they're just still so hungry at nighttime. Yeah. So I, and, and some of that can be the challenges when we actually feed, um, you know, regular food products to animals. Right. Everyone's against fillers and fibers and foods, but there's actually a reason why pet food manufacturers put those in there is because it helps to create a sense of fullness in some pets. So, um, some of that you may actually encounter that either we're not feeding enough of the protein or the caloric needs for your doggies, 
or they're just hungry because their bellies are empty and the food is already moving through. So I, I would definitely be cautious. Um, the other thing I would make sure is that you are feeding um, the heart-based diet for your heart patient and make sure we're not trying to make your other pets eat that low-salt diet because that is not appropriate for the average dog. We want that only okay. for heart patients. Mm-hmm. So, But try that out. Look for that book, and I think that might give you some good um, recommendations. There are some specific health uh, condition diets in that in that resource and, um, you know, get a little bit more educated maybe in, in the things we need to keep for the young dogs and those for those with those health conditions and, and, uh, keep up those efforts and, and talk to your veterinarian as well because we, we can kind of help guide you with some of these specific needs, but you got to work together with the, the veterinary professionals. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call here if you have a question. 1-866-405-8405. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Nice to be back. Thanks for having me back. All right, I know all of you out there. I'm going to sweep. I'm going to say all of you out there. Maybe the fact of the matter is 85% of you are on Facebook. You're doing the FB thing. You're on there. You're updating your status, especially if you're obsessed with your pooch. You're on there saying Lizzie just got home and is scratching Rogo's belly. I don't know where I came up with the name Rogo, but we're all doing the Facebook thing. One question I have for you is, I'm being inundated, not with friend ads. I don't know why. Not a lot of people asking me to be their friend. But I am being inundated with all these various causes. I mean, from the silly, uh, so-and-so wants to know if you want to join the Brady Bunch trivia group, ignore, to... Various, uh, you know, the race to say, uh, to end cancer group, and then you can check on more information and see if you want to be a part of it. I see a lot on there for animals, and I wanted to kind of put it out there. Like, are we diluting the waters here on Facebook by, by fashioning these kind of uh, grassroots groups? Are they taking away from the bigger more well-known groups that are actually generating capital and we're and doing some good as far as spaying and neutering and saving strays and saving shelters in general are these little groups that are our board friends are putting together on facebook are they chipping away at a larger stone and taking away from something that's been around for 20 years and and we're I'm going to go and see if I can add Bob Barker as a friend. Do you think he would accept my ad? I think he would. I think he might. I'm going to see if he's even on Facebook. Gee, saw that tanning. He doesn't even have much of a face left. But you tell me, is Facebook chipping away at the large stone of animal causes? Or should we join all these groups in every group? Hit me up at Animal Radio. Vinny, AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.SafeguardForDogs.com. 
Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Angel's Eyes Tear Stain Eliminator, the first tear stain product to be formulated for dogs and cats. Angel's Eyes is a permanent solution to tear stains working from the inside out. Angel's Eyes is added to your pet's food or water, preventing the stain before it can begin. Angel's Eyes is perfectly safe to use. It is made in the USA of USA ingredients containing no dyes or wheat. Angel's Eyes is 100% guaranteed when used as directed. See for yourself. Go to www.angeleyesonline.com and check out the results. Angel's Eyes will have your pet going from tear to clear in no time at all. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Britt Savage on the way, as well as Vinnie Penn and uh, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news there? Well, you know, times are tough all over. The economy is just hitting us hard. And, and I have a story of a lady in Louisiana that had to fork over two kids for a cockatoo and 175 bucks. No lie. Coming up in the news. Also, Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire. She'll talk to your animals. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to her, to talk to your animal now. Bobby, you remind me that the very cute girl who's working with uh, um, Cooper on the CNN. Cooper. Cooper on CNN. CNN. That's a news network. That's a cable channel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which one, but I thank you, Vlade. Yes. Vlade brought this cute toy, squeaky toy. And you know dogs all over America are looking at their radio right now. I forgot to mention, from expensive pet boutique. Yes, Versace. Versace. No, And it was decorated in the nice bag with the pepper. Well, the pepper or pepper? Pepper. Paper. Pepper. Paper. Is your mic on? Tissue paper. Fancy paper. Fancy paper. Fancy bag and fancy little schmancy. Versace purse. It's shaped at a little red purse. I love it. And you, you got that when you guys were down in Florida? No, no. I, I've got it somewhere oh. else. And she oh. loves it. We See, haven't, uh, we haven't seen each other. Toy? See, I'm celebrity. People sending me all that all the time. 
All the all this what? <laughs> yeah, all the all the stuff. Did you and after that, me? call me in one week and ask me to endorse them. You know. Oh, that's nice. That's it is very nice. We noticed that it's also our, known as payola. Oh, sorry, ladybug <laughs> gets a toy or she gets food every day, and she thinks that's the way it should be. Yeah, she doesn't know all the dogs Welcome don't to do America. that. Yeah, she li- lives on total welfare. <laughs> And uh, in the total democracy with the parents. For a brand new animal radio listener, we've been trying to find out if this studio stunt chihuahua is indeed a chihuahua because it's not really looking like a chihuahua anymore. It doesn't act like one either. We did a test about a month and a half ago. Came back, no chihuahua in it. And we're thinking it's a rat terrier, although they haven't been able to identify it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was at uh, in Orlando at the Global Pet Expo, and I ran into another company that's doing these DNA breed identification tests. They said, we can figure it out, Hal. Give us a chance. So I said, okay, no problem. Biopet Vet Lab has given us a dozen tests. We're using two of them here in studio, and we're going to give you the rest. Of course, you're going to have to tell us why you need a DNA test. And, of course, this is for only dogs. So if it's uh, a paternity test, you're trying to find out who's the dad <laughs> only for dogs yes. in this particular case. I have some more of those DNA breed identification tests to give away. You can win them only at the website at animalradio.com. And those pocket emergency guides, uh-huh. those are the, the, you got to have these if you travel. And I know a lot of you They're travel. They're a big hit with everyone. They are a big hit. I have some at the website, too. Check it out, animalradio.com. I believe we have Bob on the phone Hello. for Dr. Debbie. Hello. How you doing? Good, yourself? Very good. Where are you? I'm calling from Yuma, Arizona. Yuma, beautiful Yuma, Arizona. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Well, Debbie. Hi there. The thing with my my dog, we got a, we got a dog. We've had him for five years. We've got him as a puppy. He was supposed to be an Australian Shepherd mix, but uh, I think uh, he's made for every kind of every kind of dog on the block. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a good guard dog. You know, he's great with the kids. You know, he. he he doesn't really like spending time inside the house. He stays mainly outside. But uh, okay. the thing I, the problem we got with him is he uh, urinates on, if he sees a wall, he tends to go urinate on it. Okay. Um, and um, is this fella neutered? No, he's not. He's not neutered. Okay. Um well, the, the the reality of what we're dealing with then here is very likely driven by those hormones that are floating through his system. And in the dog world, urinating is a way of communicating, and he doesn't necessarily recognize that you guys aren't dogs. Um, and the urine in the house is his way of saying, hey, this is my domain, this is my crib, <laughs> and uh, it, it is not perceived in his mind as a negative behavior. So the real challenge is, uh, how do you stop a dog that's not neutered from peeing in the house? You neuter him. <laughs> um, because we know that 70 to 80% of male dogs will stop uh, urine marking um, once they're neutered. There are some that don't, and some of that can be because they kind of get it in their head that this is a fun behavior, and they will repeat it just because they've learned that behavior. But um, I could certainly put you some good odds at fixing that problem by uh, taking care of those two little fellows between his legs. 
I hate to butt in here, Doc, but uh, aren't there some other good reasons to get your pet spayed or neutered? Oh, uh, absolutely, Hal. And you always keep me on my game here. Um, but beyond just the behavioral-related issues, um, a dog that is neutered will have less problems health-wise with prostate-related issues, and it eliminates the risk of prostate, um, some prostate cancers and also testicular cancers. The other good thing is kind of along the behavioral uh, road is that it helps to avoid pets that might want to roam away off of their property, um, which puts them at uh, less risk for getting injured, uh, getting lost and never found. So yeah. behaviorally, there are additional benefits there. So yeah, there, uh, sounds there, there like a couple of times where he's, he's gone away from me. And, uh, if I go in the backyard, you know, he'll, he'll sneak through the door and, you know, he'll be gone. You know, I, I got to take off running after him or, you know. Yeah, I bet oh. you that. I bet you that'll end if you uh, get that. Get him neutered. Yeah, he's gallivanting. He's he's like a a kid that just turned twenty one and he's hitting the bar scene. So yeah, I, I'd reel him in there. Uh, take care of that, uh, and that'll hopefully help all the way around with all of that. Hang in there. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Who do we have? We have Wayne. Yeah, Wayne Miller from uh, Napanee, Indiana. But uh, I'm out here in New York as I speak. And I have uh, a Yorkie that I bought from back home in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I I mean, he's a traveling dog. And he's been with me from the West Coast to the East Coast, which we're going back to the East Coast as I speak. And, Fabulous. Uh, I want uh, to, having a Yorkie, oh, man, I tell you what, their, their skin is like, I was told, like a human, which... Human, uh, 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 almost human people skin, but the the point I'm asking is, he's itching, you know, like because I can't bathe him as much as uh, being out on the road. So I kind of like uh, use this spray that I got from PetSmart that mm-hmm. uh, that kind of hand bathe, you know, spray him and then wipe him down like that. And I thought maybe. Uh, he itches like between his ears and maybe like uh, on his back too. And and you know I had it checked down and it and he's fine. That is what the veterinarian says. I didn't know if there was a special type of uh, of a like shampoo or conditioner that I should use mm-hmm. uh, or what. But okay. uh, uh, and I've got him. I, I mean, as far as healthy wise, he's very healthy. I mean, he's. Uh, He's about 10 months old, and uh, he eats, uh, I feed him the Benefil uh, dog food. I was told that was good dog food, and he likes okay. it. Uh, but uh, I want to I ask the veterinarian as to what would she recommend and to, to take care of the problem. Sure. Now, is he having any kind of problems where you're seeing you know, sores, scratches, redness, anything that's um, you know, beyond just the itch itself? No, no. Matter of fact, he's just, you know, itches and uh, not all the time, but occasionally. And, uh, you know, it seems like if I spray him down a little bit, he's not itching as bad. And so okay. that was my concern is maybe, you know, he's not getting enough uh, bathe 
being, you know, bathed. And how often should we bathe uh, a York? Okay. Boy, there's a lot, a lot of good things here we can touch upon. And I guess the first thing I'd say is that a little bit of itching is a dog behavior. So a little bit we're always going to encounter. And if his hair coat looks good and we're not overly dry, we might just focus on keeping things as the norm. And I average would bathe a dog maybe only once a month um, if necessary. And the types of products that I would l- use um, for your little baby or any dog that we're just looking for something good, non-medicated, something maybe to help with dryness or the anti-itch is a colloidal oatmeal-based shampoo. And there's oodles of different products out there. Um, some you can buy at pet stores. Some you can find at a veterinary office. I generally use one called Relief Shampoo, which is just a veterinary line that we have. I like it. I'm very comfortable with it. It comes in creams and sprays and all those kind of things that can help. And especially in a soft-coated dog, I do like those sprays because you can kind of back push the hair, spray the spray, massage it in and it does kind of it is kind of like a human hair almost so it does kind of give it a little bit more luster but we can't ignore the inside of the patient so um, I do like to give at least where I'm located here in the desert we have a lot of dry climate and indoor environments the heat and the believe it yeah we run heat out here in the winter (laughs) but all of that can make a pet's hair coat really dry so I do like to supplement fatty acids in their diet in either a gel cap form or a liquid. And that's kind of an inside way to help with skin, hair coat problems, and that general mild itchiness that dogs have. So I would definitely try that for your baby. And then as far as the other thing, since you do kind of globe trot across the country, is I would definitely make sure that you are using a year-round flea control program. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there, types that you can use, uh, spot sorry, on. Use what now? I'm sorry? A flea control program um, where you actually treat on a regular basis because you're going into some different environments and different flea habitats. Um, If those little suckers get established, it can really create quite the itch cycle. So I would say Uh on a monthly basis, I would make sure you're using a product. And there's a lot of different types, some that you just kind of spot on onto the fur. Um, Brands out there, um, there's oodles of them. Talk to your veterinarian what might be most appropriate in the areas that you frequent. But I love um, one called Frontline. And um, it's good for yeah, it's good for fleas and for ticks. Um, but there's there's lots of different things. I wouldn't go real heavy into like flea dips and things like that unless we're sure we have an established problem. Um, right. But just stay away from flea collars. Waste of money. I'm not a real fan of them. Okay. But yeah, I think a regular flea program would be helpful. And maybe we'll uh, see your little fella, um, you know, traveling in the truck and and feeling a little bit more comfortable with that skin. So, yeah, Wayne, it sounds... One more time, the shampoo, uh, the conditioner was named what now? One, one more time? Uh, a colloidal oatmeal is the ingredient you want. Um, so okay. basically an oatmeal-based. Um, the one yeah. I just mentioned was one called Relief um, is the brand okay. name, but there's oodles of them. Okay. So hope that gives you some help there, Wayne. And uh, I'm from Indiana, too, so uh, gl- good to hear some representation from that area. Thanks so much for your call. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, and remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet.
I train cats now and uh, husbands and wives and dogs. Vlade is trying to pick up a few extra dollars. Husband training by Vlade. By the way, if you want to speak to Vlade, 1-866-405-8405. We had someone just call up a few minutes ago. In fact, we had Tiffany last hour. She has, of course, six English Bulldogs. Uh, a chocolate lab, a basset hound. I know you're still stuck on Tiffany, right? The singer from the 80s? Yeah. And geckos and, and turtles lo- and everything. And she was looking for me. Well, she actually asked yes. for Caesar well, Milan first. Yes, she did okay. first. But yeah. you came in a very close second. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. California lawmakers hot on the heels of the passage of Prop 2 in last year's election are drafting bills to benefit pets and livestock in the Golden State. One bill introduced would make animal hit-and-run a crime punishable by possible fines and jail time. If passed, the bill would require a driver who's hit an animal to stop and attempt to aid that animal and to notify either animal control or the animal's owner. Other legislation being introduced would crack down on dog fighting, limit puppy mills, and... One would make pet adoption a tax deduction. Louisiana attorney is jumping to the defense of his client, who's accused of selling two kids for a cockatoo and 175 bucks. Timmy Fontenot, he's the lawyer, says his client Donna Greenwell was, quote, simply trying to find a good home for children abandoned to her care, end quote. Greenwell, who works as a long-haul trucker, allegedly traded a five-year-old boy and four-year-old girl for a cockatoo worth $1,500. Authorities said the children appear to be very well cared for, and they're currently in state custody. Greenwell's attorney said the people involved in this transfer of custody were unsophisticated and probably didn't understand the legalities. His client, Greenwell, meanwhile remains jailed on $100,000 bond, facing two counts of attempting to sell minor children. The United States Marine Corps is always looking for a few good men and women and dogs, too. They've got one named Orlando. He's a four-year-old Belgian Malinois and is part of the Canine Corps. But Orlando fractured several teeth recently. He was trying to bite through a wire fence. Well, now, thanks to some reconstructive doggy dentistry, Orlando's got new titanium caps on his teeth. And he's now taking part in the Marines' aggression training up at Camp Pendleton using his new teeth. Arf. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. 
It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. one 405 Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. I just had a little brain freeze right there, just for a second. <laughs> you froze. Like you had a whole body freeze. I was thinking about that uh, that call earlier that began the show from Tiffany. And, and how she's actually, she's, oh, there goes the dogs. <laughs> She's actually Honestly, on tour you, again. You know what? That girl's always working. She's always doing like Broadway. She's even though. Remember when she was doing the mall concerts when she was hot? When you know what was back in the the uh, late seventies, early eighties? Yes. She's always worked. It's and amazing. She, she she actually has a hit right now, or I guess it was a hit in late two thousand eight again on the charts, the top forty charts, and of course uh, a big pet lover. And when she mentioned that That's she's going like on tour with uh, what Rick Astley and Samantha Fox, mm-hmm. made me feel mm-hmm. a little bit <laughs> old. old. Takes yeah. you back old? to the eighties, doesn't it? Sure does. Hal, remember disco? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for the DNA results on Ladybug, the studio stunt Chihuahua. Yes. Uh, saga mm-hmm. continues all the details in just a few minutes. We're going to have some more of these DNA tests to give away. I think it's ironic and sort of funny that we're giving away the tests that we don't have the results to yet. Yes, we but, don't uh, know. You can head over to AnimalRadio.com and actually get your tests there free. I have a dozen to give away from the website over there. Animal communicator Joy Turner is joining us, and I believe we have... I don't know. Who is this on the phone with us? Uh, hi. I, I just prefer not to give my name uh, because of the nature of my question. Okay, that's fine. You're on with animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. Hello there. How are you? I'm a little bit nervous, quite frankly. Okay. Um, well, tell me who you would like to talk to. I'd like to know the species and their name. Well, I have a, a little black and white Shih Tzu. Um, okay. He's kind of tall with uh, long legs and a uh, curly tail. And what's... What's and, the pup's name? Uh, well, I'm afraid if I give you his real name, it might, just in case my wife is listening. Okay. Uh, so let's just call him Spot, unless you, you really need to know his name. We're, we're changing the dog's name to, to protect the innocent, is what you're saying. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, I think well, that, you and the dog into witness protection right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's my question. You know, I go away, I work during the week, and when I come home, I sometimes wonder if there's been someone visiting my wife. <laughs> and I, I don't know if, I mean, the dog's around, and I expect, you know, would he know? Well, yes, of course he would know. It's a matter of what he'd be willing to say. So oh. you think about him, and I think I'm connected to him. You have... Um, there's some kind of a little pet name somebody calls him, other than his given name? Yeah. Okay, hold on, then I think I've got the right one. Okay, so what I'm asking him is, well, Dad's away. Oh, well, the puppy says that Mom's got lots of visitors, but they she he doesn't think that that's what you're intending, so he thinks you're intending something different, and he wants to know if what he's thinking is correct. Yeah, well, I'm a little worried that she might have a special visitor on Thursdays. Um, he says, okay, well, he needs to ask you why you're asking and what would the consequences be, either with a yes or with a no answer. Oh, not good if he says yes. Okay. 
And why are you asking? He wants to know. Oh, I'm, well, I guess I'm jealous, or I'm, I'm worried that my wife might be seeing somebody, you know, another person. Okay. Now, let me tell you, your puppy is loyal to both of you, and this is kind of putting him in a hard space. I understand that. Because he doesn't think there's an answer he could give that would be acceptable to both of you. Mm. Well, that's, that's bad already right there. With that being the case, um, he says, he asked me if I could somehow get him out of the middle of this. <laughs> so oh, no. I'm going to suggest that you might want to um, sit down and have a really heart-to-heart discussion with With my wife. dog? No, with your wife. Oh. Mm. Because he really Better wants... Better invest in a doggy cam that's perched on his little hand. <laughs> <laughs> he really wants to be out of the middle because he doesn't want to say anything that's going to upset anybody, you know, either you or your wife. Well, I guess that's good advice. I should have asked him myself, probably. I well, know. I would sit down and probably just talk to your wife and say that you have concerns, and if you have reasons why you think that, then I would explain those personally. And coming from the animal's perspective, of course, which is what I always do, try to ask her without feeling judgmental about it or anything, just kind of the way an animal would do it is basically say, honey, I have a fear. Can we talk about it? Yeah, that's good advice. And then um, see what she says. And he says he'd be more willing to talk to you after you talk to her first. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Joy. Thank you very much for calling. one 405 Joy is not only psychic, she's a marriage counselor. She's multi-talented, just like Vladi, the world-famous <laughs> Russian dog wizard. A lot of people don't know about Vladi. You know, we have new listeners. I know this is hard to believe. We have some brand new listeners, and they're hearing Vladi for the first time. Uh, you uh, actually train dogs for the KGB. Yeah, the, the listeners don't know. Some listeners think so. if the Vlad is the funny guy, it means, you know, he's just like an actor. Uh, just for everyone who is listening right now, uh, I would like to let you know that Vlad trained dog for now probably over 27 years <coughs> in five countries around the world, including mm-hmm. uh, um, Russia, China, Japan, Polish, Canada. And did you learn from like a, a deaf-blind mentor yes, and or my, something my, like that? My mentor was nearly uh, dead. Death and the mute, and he taught to me how to communicate to the dogs with, without any translation. My dog training method is the first and only in America, United States patent pending dog training method for its uniqueness. Can, can you tell us what you trained those KGB dogs? Yes, in, to in, do? in, when, uh, you know, interesting because I got uh, the same inquiry from uh, agency from. Um, UK, and I refused mm-hmm. to give my interview there because in UK, um, it's a very dangerous to say anything toward KGB mm-hmm. and such and such because we already know what could happen. So, but That's I would right. not tell you yes. But for Americans listeners, yeah, we train dogs for, uh, as the bodyguard dogs and as the spy mm-hmm. dogs. Um, yes, and I can. If you we train have, dogs to spy. Yeah, to spy on the citizens. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Xanaflora for pets. A safe and effective probiotic formula for your furry four-legged family member. Xanaflora for pets. Helps control yeast and candida. Strengthen the immune system. Improve digestion. Regulate bowel movements. Give your pet the gift of good health. Xanaflora for pets. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-498-6640. That's 1-800-498-6640. For Jenniflora. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! <laughs> Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Good to hear Artist's voice there again. You know he's going to have a new show coming out. Yes, he is. We're very excited. Of course, he made it on Groomer Has It, and they're coming out with their second season on Animal Planet. They have 12 awesome contestants. I'm just going over. I'm trying to make my early prognostication. <laughs> just by their pictures, huh? Just by their pictures, and there's actually an animal communicator. Ooh, that should be interesting. You know who we have on the phone, I believe? Uh, Jay, are you there? I am here, hey, yeah. Jay, Jay Rodriguez joining us. Now, have you met the contestants? Oh, yeah. The whole season has been shot. It's in the can. I know who the winner is. Who is the winner? Yeah. Could you just tell um, us that? It's me. It's me. I walk away with the grand prize this year. Thank God. Congratulations. Thank you. You know what's really great this year is that, like, the success of the show last year, the groomers came in this year unlike the groomers last year. I mean, the groomers this year kind of knew um, that we would be surprising them with different things. They knew there'd be some sort of really fabulous grand prize. Well, I remember the first year of, uh, 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 what was that show, American Idol. Is that still on the air? Yeah. That show, so. is it? Yeah. I remember the first year was kind of, uh, but right, the second right. season really took off because everyone got the idea that this is a big-time challenge. Did the same thing exactly. happen with Groomer Has It? Yeah, I mean, I think we got a lot of great groomers from all different skill set levels. Last year, you had them groom a sheep. Are we going to see something like that this year, some kind of strange uh, animal? Definitely some farm, farmyard activities, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, the prizes are way bigger this year. The winner wins, again, $50,000 cash. Uh-huh. They win uh, a brand-new Subaru Forester, which is different. 
uh, because last year I don't think they got a car. They still win the mobile grooming salon from Wagon Tails. Oh, wow. Uh, now, yeah. Of course, artists went and wrecked the vehicle first thing uh, <laughs> last year. Oh, he just dented it. What do you know about his uh, the Beverly Hills Groomer show that he's got coming out? You know, not a whole lot, to be honest. It's supposed to be really, really great, really funny. Artists get to show his personality a lot, and they'll get to actually see what goes into making a successful business. He definitely has a personality for oh, anyone sure. who saw the, sh- saw the show last year. He's He's got the personality. Is that the same kind of personality with the winner this year? Um, a very different uh, personality, but definitely someone that I think you'll feel was uh, deserving. Someone who uh, is exuberant. Someone that I feel like you would definitely trust your pet in their care. Someone who um, is just really great to be around. Someone you could have a great time with. So it's, I think ultimately, yeah, I think I think the audience is going to really. It's it's tough. It got really tough. It got very emotional. There was actually, even some of the, um, the eliminations put the judges in tears. She was sort of a standout, right? Um, you know what? This year it was really just too close to tell. I actually asked them not to let me know an elimination until the moment before. And I have a little earpiece that I wear just for that one moment. Cool. And basically they'll just whisper the name of the person in the earpiece. And I'll say, I'll say, you know, leaving us tonight or whatever the line is. And... I won't know as I'm looking at them, and then I'll hear the name in my ear, and then I'll say it. <laughs> if I knew after judging and we still have to eliminate people, and I know already based on the whatever, I would just look at the loser like, I'm so sorry. You know, and I wouldn't <laughs> want that to no, You don't yeah, have a poker I, I, face. Well, it all kicks off Saturday, April 11th at 9 p.m. You want to check it out. It's always fun. It's Groomer Has It. Jay Rodriguez, the host, joining us. Jay, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hi, this is Judge Joey Villani from Groomer Has It. And when I'm not making people sweat judging their grooming competition, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pet really quietly because once we wake that dog, it's over. <laughs> She's nonstop then. This hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Debt Settlement USA. If you're having trouble with your credit cards, give them a call. Write this number down. It's 888-551-7788. In fact, I'm going to write this down because I may need it. 888-551-7788. Yes, we're all having troubles now. A lot, a lot of us having troubles with our credit card debt, so I can completely relate. They can help you out. Debt Settlement USA, 1-888-551-7788. We have Lee on the phone. Hi, Lee. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Why? Well, we've got eight cats. Ranging Eight from cats. fifteen, yeah, ranging wow. from about fifteen years old to the latest one is five months old, and we have a red uh, tomcat, about ten years old, and he's always been, you know, cock of the walk, Mister, you know, Mister Strong guy. Okay. Well, about three years ago, we got two kittens, a male and a female, and uh, 
the female, she's real slender, uh, you know, petite and all that, but she terrorizes this 10-year-old tomcat. If they okay. just if they just see each other, he's got his tail between his legs and he just cowers and hides, and it's just ruining his life. He, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Mm. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about the cat environment. Are these kitties all inside? Um, tell me about how many litter pans you've got. Are they all uh, spayed and neutered? Three, three litter pans. Um, they're able to go outside whenever they want to when it's nice. They don't leave the yard. You know, they're real close. They bounce okay. off the walls when they want back in. <laughs> and, yeah. Usually as they scratch on the walls to get outside, that's usually the, the limiting factor there. Wait, 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 oh, wait, yeah. wait a second. Can I jump in here? You said you had eight cats? Yes. Eight cats and three litter pans, right? Yes. I know okay. where you're going, Hal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Hal is a cat expert. That's Making why. sure, that's all. Well, well there's about Hal- uh, three of them say- go outside on a regular basis, so... Okay. Well, and there's if there's the outdoor toilet options, that's great. But inside those walls, and I think what Hal was getting at is that in the indoor environment, three toilet options for eight cats is too few. And we and generally have the and we generally have the guideline that we want to have one extra litter pan than we do per cat. So, wow, that would mean you'd need nine litter pans in your house. And, um, <laughs> you know, perhaps that might not be, a, uh, you know, an option for you, but we definitely need to see about increasing some toilet areas for these kitties um, because there's some verbal and nonverbal communication that goes on. But in often cases when we have kitties that are having these kind of interpersonal problems, if you will, there's also a lot of other issues. And, and my question next would be, do you have any kitties that are going uh, pee or poop inappropriately in the house? We have, well, him, because mm-hmm. she won't let him go to the cat boxes. She won't let him go yep. to the dry food area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, And wherever he finds a place to cower, that's where he goes to the bathroom at. So we're, okay. you know, well, this is this is an easy fix, at least on the surface. <laughs> Nothing but cats is really easy, but at least on the surface, I can tell you there's so much competition in your house for resources. Food is a resource, the toilet area as a resource, so we do need to give extra um, availability there. Um, you can add new sites. Um, make sure you kind of mix it up in areas where cats are not really going right now. Give some opportunities because if he does not have um, her permission to get into certain areas of the house, he's not going to have anywhere to go. And yes, it's going to escalate and you're going to have more of these um, elimination problems and then, you know, potentially even more aggression issues. Um, The other thing that I would certainly do for these guys is I would like to see um, you using some pheromones in the home. Um, pheromones are the scent hormones that any species of animal and even humans gives off. Um, we can't smell a cat pheromone, but they can smell it. And it can help in some of these multi-cat situations, especially if we're running into elimination problems, um, inter-cat aggression problems. It's basically something you plug into the wall like a plug-in air freshener, and it emits this over about a month period of time. And that can help in kind of a non-chemical way to uh, try to help these guys out. Um, but I think just adding in the extra bathroom sites will make a big difference for you. Okay, I'll do that. But uh, the rest of them, they all get along together. They sleep together. They groom each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, even these two, sometimes when my wife's in bed, they'll lay together. But mm-hmm. when they get out from the bedroom, if she sees him, she's on him. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do even have to look at, if we have particularly just the two kitties that were having problems, in some cases I will take the aggressor cat, the one that is doing more of the attacking, and I will actually confine that one to a small area to help build confidence in the cat that's being attacked. Um, and that kind of allows them to explore their territory without the fear of being attacked or being um, kind of kept away from the resources. You can't do that without doing these other steps that I mentioned as far as giving extra litter box sites. But that's one way to kind of help mix things up a little bit and to allow the cat that's getting beaten up um, some opportunities to get around the house and to build confidence. And sometimes also I will add in anxiety medicines for those two suspect cats. Um, It's not for everybody and it's not always feasible for everyone, especially if the kitties go come and go kind of um, at will. But that might be something we need to think about as well. So Give them more potty boxes and, uh, you know, give uh, our, our tomcat a little bit of room and a little bit of uh, one-on-one time even with yourselves or with the other cats just so he can build that confidence and see if we can get these kitties uh, to play nice, if we will, in the cat box. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. That's all we have time for this week. one 405 That number is open all week long for your questions and your emails at AnimalRadio.com. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.